Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I am your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I'm going to walk alongside you and I'm going to connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. In this episode number 321, I have the privilege of introducing you to my friend, Shandria Riddick. Well, you know, we hear that joy, Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. We right, hear that. Right, right. So often, I, growing up in church, I heard that so much. But I think that we can enter friendships when yourself being last is the theme, <laughs> where your feelings aren't considered, where you can't go and get support in that relationship or you are often insulted or looked over in that relationship. So there are maybe, even if it's a ministry relationship where you're not acknowledged, where you're not um, thought about in certain decision-making, even in those situations, if you feel as though you're not, you're unable to be present in that relationship, that's a problem. I know this year of podcasts, I've had a lot of psychologists and licensed professional counselors on the show, but I kind of feel like after the year we've had that we need all the help we can get. So I'm super thankful that licensed professional counselor Shandria was available to chat with us about a topic I have discovered y'all may need a little more support in, especially recently. So we're going to talk through how do you navigate friendships? How do you set good boundaries? How do you test the health of a friendship? And then when a friendship is broken, whether through circumstances or through miscommunication or just a mismatch, where do you go from there? Shandria has great advice for us today. She has such a calming presence. And please stick around at the end because she offers something that I feel like is a great midpoint between where you are now, whatever you're stuck in, and full professional counseling. It's an offering she provides free, and I want to make sure you get connected with that great resource. All right, let's get right to my conversation. Here we go. Shandria, welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Thank you. So great to be here. This is wonderful. Well, you are such a dear, sweet, lovely person that you and I met waiting to be interviewed by our mutual friend, Crystal. And uh, anytime I've interacted with you, I've just been, come away feeling full. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here with your people, well, with the moms. This is great. <laughs> well, as a mom, as a counselor, you know, relationships are complicated. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Very complicated. And I shared with you that, you know, I didn't think I would get this reaction when I went on Instagram, but it was, I'd seen somebody else's posts about not focusing on the ones who leave, but focusing on the people in our lives who show up. And I asked, have you experienced a broken friendship this year? And two thirds, wow. 1500 people that responded said, yes. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. Wow. That's a lot. Just over the year, the past. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm sure with each one of those responses, there's I know there's a unique story. And I'd like to start with, I feel like God's heart is reconciliation. And that's what we desire. And I told you that I did an episode back at the end of the year on making amends. 
Right. Talk to us about, you know, if someone comes into your office and there's some sort of conflict, what advice or what guidance do you give them on that reconciliation process? Well, first, I think that, you know, many of us have friendships for different reasons and different seasons. So when people come into my office and ask, hey, I have this friendship and man, I don't know what to do with it. We are not speaking. I first just ask the health of that relationship. You know, what was what? How did you benefit from that relationship? Does that relationship have reciprocity? Did you feel supported in that relationship? Um, Or did you feel isolated in that relationship? Did they offer space for you to be yourself? Were you able to set boundaries in that relationship? We usually test the health of the relationship first, because sometimes relationships that end, it's okay. And sometimes people can go separate ways and it's fine. You don't have to carry the burden of that relationship. So the first thing I do really is test the health of that relationship. I love all those questions. <laughs> I kind of want all those written down. <laughs> oh my stars. That is so good. Is there some sort of, not algorithm, that sounds too scientific, but when we're considering the health of relationship, I think the the Christian <laughs> messaging we get is that uh, it's not about me. I should be all the shoulds. How should quote unquote, we protect and like what percentage of our friendship should be in a healthy place versus an unhealthy place? Like, are there quote unquote ministry friendships, ones that are more life taking than life giving? Well, you know, we hear that joy, Jesus first, others second and yourself last. Right, right, right. So often growing up in church, I heard that so much, but I think that we can enter friendships when yourself being last is the theme (laughs) where your feelings aren't considered, where you can't go and get support in that relationship, or you are often insulted or looked over in that relationship. So there are maybe, even if it's a ministry relationship where you're not acknowledged, where you're not um, thought about in certain decision-making, even in those situations, if you feel as though you're not, you're unable to be present in that relationship, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So as we work through, we, and look through our friendships and assess them yourself last. Yes. You take care of people. You make sure that they're loved while you're in that relationship. But if you don't have footing in there, and you can't set a boundary where I'm, I didn't answer the call because I was busy with the kids and that friend is upset because you weren't there at that particular time. If they can't honor what you have gone on in your life, that's not a very healthy relationship. And we're not talking about one-off, like you said. Is this no. like a theme? No. This <laughs> is a theme. Yeah. This is a constant. This is how you have to walk on eggshells during the relationship because you feel kind of off-centered. You really don't know what the reaction is going to be. Or like a mismatch of expectations. Mismatch, uh, yes, exactly, of expectations. Yeah, exactly. so the expectation is we talk every day. Your expectation is I don't even talk to my mom once a week. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm speaking for myself. So, okay. So you sit down with them and you say, what is the health? And you analyze all those things. And I really do want them all written down because that was such a great list. And then what? 
And then once we figure out if it's a healthy relationship, we do discuss ways that we, you can sit down with that friend and discuss maybe some differences, maybe some preferences that you have that maybe that were different than the other person. And we just kind of make sure that you both set boundaries in that relationship. How do you set boundaries in a healthy relationship? You can say, you know, I don't like anyone shouting. <laughs> or if we're arguing, if we have a conflict, you know, we don't have to go straight to anger. I would let, like to talk. You know, I'm not a person that yells if that person's a yeller or, you know, maybe I need a couple of days if I'm sick or, you know, things like that. Do you have boundaries about in your life when, when all of my kids are home and we're all sitting around dinner table? I don't answer my phone. <laughs> so after a certain time, you know, so you sit down and really talk with your friends about what's going on with them and what are the hard parts in their lives and what places they would like you to honor in their lives and places you would like them to honor in your life. That's good. I'll share too a phrase that I learned through my little life team is asking or, or sharing, this is how I'm experiencing you. Can you share with me how I, you're experiencing me? Exactly. And just getting aligned on, because there might be like, you're frustrated in the relationship, but you don't recognize that the reason they're acting that way is that they're misinterpreting your, your actions or your love for them or your feelings about them. And it's like, you're both in kind of a fight or flight defense mode. And you didn't know why. Exactly. That's so good. So good. I, you know, I ask that question to couples <laughs> as well as friends. What is it like to be in friendship with you? Or what is it like to be in relationship with you? You know how to, you know how to be you. You don't know the experience of you. So it's always really great to ask the other person, like you said, you know, how do you experience me in this space? So, yeah, yeah, it's it's really important to ask that question. And many times you're often surprised by the answers. <laughs> you know, I, I, I thought I think of myself as a great mom <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, ask my kids, they may say something different. But I, I remember asking, talking to my daughter about, you know, grades and she's in college right now. And, and she said, well, mom, I know you just expect me to make all A's. I've never said that. Right. I've never, you know, they never came out of my mouth. So, you know, we had to really talk about her experiences, you know, when we're having conversation, what she's hearing and what her experience is when she, you know, as she walks away from certain statements I make. So it's always really important to ask that question to friends as well. I'm thankful that I can bring professionals like Chandria to you because of sponsors like Rothy's. Okay, have you come across Rothy's? If not, let me be the one to get to introduce you to a fantastic company. It's a company that makes stylish, sustainable shoes and bags that are carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. But not only that, they're cute. I'm telling you, and they don't require a big break-in period. I have uh, the point. They are in the wildcat pattern, which is like an animal print. To me, I like a little pattern, and I wear them with black pants, jeans, light pants. They go with everything in my world. You can go check them out. They have so many different styles, patterns, colors, and they're really comfortable. You also 
can wash them fully. Fully machine washable. You just toss them in. They'll come out looking good as new, especially when the pair I wear, you can't wear socks with them. So that stinky, <laughs> that stinky feet, I have that issue. If you want to check out a washable, durable, flexible Rothy signature repurposed water bottle shoe or bag or mask, go to rothys.com forward slash DMA for Don't Mom Alone. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash DMA. It's style and sustainability that meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash DMA today. So we're analyzing the health of the relationship. We're scheduling a time, which that is honestly, y'all, that's a really brave move, okay? (laughs) It's much easier to avoid the conflict and just walk away in some situations. So it is very brave to go towards the person and set up that time and say, hey, I'd love to just align with you on some things regarding our relationship. And let's say we we sit down there, we are in a calm place. And I think your motivator has to be love. Yes. I think trying to restore a relationship that, and you don't love the person and you don't really desire for that relationship to continue, <laughs> that reconciliation is not going to go well. Exactly. They'll be able to sense that. But let's say you go in there, you love the person and it is, it is, it's a no go. There's too much pain that the other person has experienced, or there's a too much of a mismatch and expectations and no give. Where do we go from there? Well, you have to have the courage to let it go. And it doesn't have to be, it really doesn't have to be a conflict. It could be just a decision that, okay, it's time to let that friendship go. If you feel safe enough to have that conversation with that person, you know, this isn't, you know, I'm sorry, this isn't going well, or I love you. And we're at different places in our lives. You know, Um, I had a friend that we had that conversation. We're at different places in our lives. And, you know, if you need me, I'm here for you and your family. But right now this is, you know, where our friendship just kind of goes in different directions. We're at different seasons in our lives. I love you and support you. And I want the best for you and your family. So we're still friends on Facebook and I like her thing. She likes mine. I celebrate her kids with her, but we don't talk every day because our lives have just gone into completely different um, directions. It doesn't have to be me walking away, feeling responsible for her. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about I that. Don't take, uh, I don't take the responsibility for her when I walked away. What's those boundaries of even what's my part? I think that when I asked that question of the broken friendship in the last year, <laughs> there was definitely some ownership of like something might be defective in me and I'm the reason this didn't work out or just some pain of rejection possibly. So talk through that. Like, how could you encourage a gal who it is broken off? Maybe there wasn't a good conversation that happened in light of COVID. I just know a lot of, a lot of division has happened. And then with the political climate and all that's going on, there's just been a lot of differing opinions that has led to splits and hurt feelings. Well, you can't blame yourself for other people's behavior. I can't 
accept responsibility for someone else's behavior or um, comments they make or feelings they have. Everybody, just like you, is responsible for their own, how they feel in response to their feelings, what they say, how they behave. Everyone is responsible for themselves. So I can't take responsibility for someone else's behavior or their speech or their opinions. I can't take responsibility for that. So when I walk away, I do have to examine my own actions and my own behaviors um, when I walk away. And I do have to learn from that. But um, I can't walk away holding the whole pot with myself. Yeah, I think I, need, I think louder for the people in the back is what I'm thinking. <laughs> right. This is applying right. to the kids. This is applying to the to everything, everything, work yes. and spouse and everyone. This this phrase, <laughs> you know. Yes, you know we we really you know I love when everyone's getting along. I love relationships when they're working, and I want all of my relationships to be in a healthy space where it's working and everyone's supporting and loving on each other. But that can't be my goal for everyone. Everyone has, you know, their responsibility of the goal, what their goals are in, in their relationship with you. So I can't assume responsibility for everyone's goal in this relationship. So I can have the best intentions and I can do the best I can. And they may not respond in a manner, in, in the manner that I intended for them to respond. And uh, But I can't assume responsibility for someone's reaction or their behavior in relationship. I have to let them be themselves. So when that inkling comes up where we want to blame ourselves or change their response, what is, is simply telling ourselves that phrase helpful? Like what's something we could remind ourselves of in that moment? You can remind yourself that you are not responsible for their behavior. You're not responsible for their thoughts. We can't do that. I think part of our responsibility is to make sure we're not behaving in a way in order for them to respond in a way. We have to be authentic in our responses and our behaviors and friendships. And we're not trying to manipulate them into responding in a way that would favor us or making trying to manipulate them into a certain thought or a certain behavior pattern that feels comfortable for us. So we have to question if we're desiring them to be themselves or are we desiring them only to be in relationship the way we want them to be in relationship. Mm. That's big right there. That's real big. Yeah. If this friendship ends, we can't even control their response and how they maybe spread rumors or talk about us. But we can be responsible for our part and how much we talk to other people about it. Exactly. It's our responsibility. Our behavior is our responsibility. So a couple of the people that reached out in DMs, mentioned that it's not just a friendship, it's a friend who's also family. Mm -hmm. How do we navigate that? Because it can't be this moving on in the same way. Although I know, you know, you watch enough movies and you've got those stories of I haven't talked to my dad or I haven't talked to my sister in eight years kind of thing. People do it. Right. I mean, how do we navigate that when it's friend-family Man, that's so, it's so tough because there's so many other relationships involved. 
And sometimes you really need to, if you can, <laughs> sit with that person and really have try to have a one-on-one if you can. If you cannot have a one-on-one and it's kind of beyond the scope of sitting down, you have to make your decisions based on the health of the of, of the family. <laughs> so um, unless it's a toxic relationship or abusive relationship, then you know there has to be conversations about how can we um, have relationships in, in the whole without having confrontations with this one particular individual. That's the comp because you have to keep yourself safe emotionally and physically if that relationship is toxic or abusive. If this relationship is a disagreement and it's been going on for forever, there are ways that you can communicate with family and be in the same space without requiring everyone to come to your agreements <laughs> or <laughs> requiring the people around you just to not like them because you are in conflict with them. You can share a space where you can, there's mutual respect, but there doesn't have to be conversation. It doesn't have to be, you know, we're buddies now or any kind of any kind of interactions that aren't genuine. What are some of those ways you can talk to them in that space? In that space, you can just say, how are you doing? Or how are things going with you and your family? And that's it. You don't really have to have a long conversation. Are you okay? How are the kids? It's great seeing you. Or, okay, well, that's it. And you kind of, you know, talk talk among them. And it, it sounds funny, but... Um, it is funny, especially when it's happening, but it's okay. It doesn't have to be a conflict every time you enter a person's space that maybe you don't share the same ideas or you don't share the same views. You, it's okay. You can be in that space and be cordial and be okay. Doesn't have to bring con- you don't have to bring conflict with you every time you in in the same space as that person. Another great sponsor helping make this show possible is Thrive Market. And y'all have heard me talk about them before. What makes Thrive Market so great besides, of course, the delivery to my home that I don't have to go to one more store to get the kind of healthy food, snacks, body care, home products that I need is that it's this membership. So you pay for the membership and that kind of guarantees access to products at a discount. And these are fantastic products that you can If you're on a special diet, maybe keto, paleo, gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, fair trade, whatever it is, you can search by your diet. If you are looking for pet products that are clean, I told you my last order, I bought a ton of clean (laughs) cleaning products. That's that's a funny idea. But chemical-free cleaning products, super helpful. We have been using all of them and loving them, and I save so much money in my order. If you want to go check it out, The offer that Thrive Market is offering y'all as Don't Mom Alone listeners is to get 25% off your first order and an exclusive free gift. The only way to get the offer, though, is to go to thrivemarket.com slash DMA. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash DMA. You're going to get their exclusive offer of 25% off your first order and a free gift. You can't get this offer anywhere else. So go to thrivemarket.com slash DMA. Thrive Market members, they save an average of $32 on every order. That's an average, y'all. That's an average. You can get high quality, healthy, sustainable products online. Go check it out. Okay. 
Okay, a question just came to my mind, and this is really complicated, Chandria. (laughs) (laughs) But I did see another statistic where millennials are kind of setting boundaries or kind of, quote unquote, canceling their parents based on differences related to even within, definitely within the church and how we respond to current cultural shifts and possibly even, you know, accusing parents of being narcissistic or having other strong behavioral issues and setting that boundary and kind of not talking to to their parents, but the parents not quite understanding why this is happening. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, so the millennials, like, you have hurt me here. We disagree here. I'm setting up a boundary. I'm seeing a counselor and they're telling me you're not healthy. You're toxic for me. And then the parent does not have any grasp that that they don't understand that. That's tough because (laughs) that's tough, tough, but I think it's like not a one-off thing. I think it's kind of a trend right now. It's a trend, but there's so many other aspects of that relationship that had to have been toxic before you even get to the place of, I'm just not talking to you anymore. So that's one. There's so many other issues that maybe they're not speaking about, but there's so many other things you, once you get to the place, I'm not talking to you. But if you at that, if they're at that place, I think the best thing, you know, parents, kids need to even go to the counselors together just to kind of see, you know, um, have an objective voice, have an objective voice, somebody that's not biased, someone who can hear both people and translate to the other person, what they're hearing. But we do have a generation of p- kids or millennials and then even, what is it, Gen Zs right yeah. behind them yeah. um, that are that are really uh, are, are growing in this space where you have to agree with me. Mm. You have to agree with me. Or if not, then something's wrong with you. And yeah, I do have to get rid of you. <laughs> But having someone in a space where you can go and you can sit down with parents and you can have an open and honest conversation about what that means, especially if the parents say, I don't understand. That's different if parents are saying, I, I disagree. I don't I don't want to be with you either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we, mm-hmm. we do have those. But having going having a space where they can go to where they can sit down and have a conversation, not just with themselves, because the toxicity of how they communicate, the blind spots, the habits in which they, you know, talk to each other or emotional habits that they have. You can't do that without someone else there to mediate. Yeah, but that's that's hard because that does happen often. But as as heated as it gets, many times it's not forever. Well, it does seem that there's a little bit of a discrepancy between maybe the baby boomer generation and their awareness of kind of the lingo, the counseling lingo and the feelings. And there's less awareness than possibly in the millennial generation. And so that kind of difference, I think, causes part of the division. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It definitely, you know, even, even going to a counselor. Right. 
Right, right. There's you know? such a, yeah, it's it's not something you do, right? Unless you're re- in a really bad place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or unless you have a psychological diagnosis, you know, a psychiatric diagnosis that most baby boomers don't even think about talking to a counselor. So to, to invite someone else in that space to mediate is, is foreign to them. Yeah. 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 It had such a negative connotation for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even in, in the church, especially. Oh, yeah. In the church. Yes. And even, you know, um, in certain communities, I know in, the, in my community, the African-American community, you don't go to people for your problems. You pray. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't do that. You lay it all out before Jesus and, and listen for him. You don't go and have someone invite someone else in your space. So for that community, when you're counseling, do you first have to overcome that barrier? I do. I do. Um, I have to provide a safe space that they understand. Just explain what I do. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm a licensed counselor. So we'll just talk and get them to a space where they feel comfortable. Because that's It's not judgment. This is not me judging what you're saying to me. This is me trying to get to a place of reconciliation with you and your family. That's mm. it. Let's help the gal who she's done the steps, she's worked her way, the relationship has ended, she is not taking ownership, but she's very hesitant to trust again. She's very hesitant to go deep into a friendship again because of possibly the pain of the past. Even though she's she's not responsible, she's a little hesitant or her heart is hurting. What help do you have for her? Well, you know, I always think that going to a counselor is the best way. <laughs> you need someone with um, that's not in your space to kind of, that's standing on the outside that can kind of see where you are and talk to you about those hurt feelings. But having someone that you can, you know, kind of vent to and to give you some good feedback about your pain, um, that's one. Two, if that's not an option, if that's not something you're um, ready to do, uh, understand that that relationship or that pain that you're experiencing um, cannot be used as a filter or as a guide walking into other relationships. You can't use that feeling that you're having to measure other people in other relationships. You walk in at a disadvantage if you come with the pain and you're using that to guide you or maneuver in this in these other relationships that you're having. So you're already prejudging every or protecting. You're not really you're not being your authentic self. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're not walking in saying, I'm ready to be friendly. I'm ready to establish this relationship. You're coming in with things in your hand that you won't be able to meet them where they are because you're still battling with things that you came in the relationship with. So if something happens with that other person, they're at a disadvantage because you've already made the decision about what it was because of the pain that you brought into that relationship. You're misinterpreting actions. You're taking blame where there's no blame or responsibility again. Mm, That was really good advice. Oh, man. Have you walked through this with friends, Chandria? Oh, yes. I have. I have. 
I have. Um, yes, I have. You know, I have, like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I have a friend that I just knew we were going to walk through this life from, you know, the rest of our lives. We were just going to be friends for forever. Um, and just the direction of my life and direction of her life. And there are some tendencies that she has in her had in her communication that I, I didn't enjoy. <laughs> um, so when we would have conflict, I was often very reserved because I was hesitant about her response. So because I knew the kind of person she was, I saw her in other relationships. And so, um, yeah, I was very hurt by some things that were done. However, we did sit down and have that, com- we'd had a conversation. We met, it took maybe a year Sometimes when you have these relationships in the end, you, it's not something that you can go back the next week and say, okay, we need to talk. Sometimes there's time and space that need, that can happen. Yeah. So we didn't talk for almost a year. And then we met, met for lunch and had a conversation and agreed that the, that the friendship was over. It was done. And um, we agreed that we would celebrate our kids and because, you know, we, we were raising kids in the same, we were in the same, some of the same things that we would celebrate them and we would celebrate each other's accomplishments. But as far as ongoing talking on the phone and hanging out and lunches and traveling and things that we were doing together, we didn't, we don't do anymore. It hurt. It was hurtful. Um, I had to grieve that relationship. I had to grieve my expectations that the plans that I thought we would have together and things that I thought we would do together. I had to grieve all that. And that was hard and that was sad, Um, but it was for the best. So sometimes you walk away and you don't have these great feelings. You don't, you know, (laughs) you know, okay, great. We're going to, you know, it's fine. Sometimes you walk away and it's sad and it's, you grieve it and you miss it, but it's grief, you know, and you, you have to walk through that and you heal but it's still not, it's still not a place in your life where you say, Oh my gosh, that's great. You know, wasn't. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that that happened, but I'm thankful that you are able to move from there. And I'm sure you have other friendships that have filled in that space. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have great friends, <laughs> great friends. Yeah. And, you know, walking away from that taught me a lot about myself I didn't just look at her. It taught a lot about how I act in friendships, what my expectations are. Okay. You know, it taught me a lot about me. So I just didn't look at her and say, oh my gosh, I can't be friends with her. I had to really look at how I maneuvered in that relationship as well and what hurt her. She had hurts as well. So I had to walk away with the responsibility of making sure in my other relationships that I, that I showed up in manners that people felt safe and they felt that they, the same way I wanted to feel in a relationship that I provided that, that space where other people can feel safe and loved and cared for as well. So I had work to do as well. That's good. That's really good. We're all, we're all learning and growing. And yes, we are. And I feel like a lot of this brokenness in the last year too, is us just, none of us being in our best versions. So even if it's this long-term friendship you've had and all of a sudden you're like, what has, what has shifted? What has gone wrong? Well, neither of you, you're probably both in a stressed out grief state. And if you don't have a healthy place to process that, it's going to come out sideways and anger and 
judging and critical. And I just feel like that possibility is, it's just ripe, <laughs> like a soup, like yes. ready. And oh so God. grace for our, our friendships too, that if things are different, giving that space, like you said, maybe some time getting yourself to a healthy place, you know? Yes. And under, and, and just trying to figure out who are you listening to? Are we maneuvering like the Lord wants us to move maneuver in our relationships? We have to ask ourselves those questions because we are listening to way too many voices. Mm, that's good. <laughs> way too many voices. And we really have to sit still and figure out what, who, and what are you listening to? What's your reference point and what are your expectations in those relationships? Because we have a lot of voices coming at us um, all day and we have to really filter through that and say, hey, what does God's word say about this? Where do I stand in God's word on this issue or this friendship? And am I maneuvering the way the Lord wants me to maneuver in this relationship? That has to be the first place to go because a lot of other voices just want to do, you to agree with them. <laughs> and um, a lot of time it gets so convoluted that it is stressful and hurtful. Yeah, that is very good advice. Very good advice. I am so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for you coming on today and just your voice is just this calm, (laughs) comforting, (laughs) um, pointing us to truth. Where can people connect with you online? We'll put it in the show notes, but I want you to share with them here. I have a website, ShandriaRiddick.com, and I'm at ShandriaRiddick on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm not on TikTok. You will not be able to find me. <laughs> I will not. Or, or maybe I would to embarrass my kids. That yes. may be a good idea. But This is it. Um, yes. <laughs> no TikToks yet. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And you have a group that you lead every Wednesday. Tell everyone a little bit about that. Twice a month, I have relaxed okay. groups. Okay. And relaxed groups are a space where women come and we just talk about whatever topic. Last time, last Wednesday, we talked about triggers hmm. <laughs> um, and how we're triggered and um, how certain situations may trigger certain emotions or relationships may trigger us. So we talked about that and that was great and fun. It's just a really good space where you can come and connect and you may not want to go to counseling or feel like counseling is a thing. So I have a lot of women who are not really, you know, I don't really need counseling, but I do need a space to come and just kind of talk through some things and hear from other women. So it's great. We have a lot. It's really relaxing and fun and it's all virtual, of course. And we just get together and talk and gab for an hour and a half. That's amazing. (laughs) It's great. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful. Well, We'll point people there too. And I hope that you and I get to see each other face-to-face soon. Yes, soon. Thank you so much. This has been so fun and wonderful. And uh, I really appreciate you allowing me to be here. I really thank you. It's my honor. My honor to share space with you. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. We have put links to Chandria's Relax, Relate, Release group therapy in our show notes, which there are show notes in whatever podcast player you have, but they often don't have the links right. So if you go to Don't Mom Alone, 
Com. There's a podcast page. You could also just Google search this episode, and we have all the show notes there with the links. We also put links to a couple of episodes I've done in the past. If you need more help on this, Lisa Joe Baker came on the show about healing friendship wounds. Susan C. came on and talked about strengthening our friendships, um, both fantastic guests and episodes. Go check those out. Let me pray over the us because I, um, I just long for us to move forward and for healing. So, Lord, we come before you. We thank you that built into the Trinity is community. We thank you that your heart is for us as believers to bring your healing and wholeness to others. But, Lord, we pray that we would have wisdom to know where our part ends and where we can't change people or make people be our friends, that we have to release them to you, God, and to know where that line is based on our intimacy with you and our talking to you, God. I pray for discernment. I pray that friendships won't be ended in haste because of pain and hurt. I pray for unity where unity is possible but I pray for confidence to know with your leading when it is time to move on to the next relationship. We've seen it in the New Testament when um, a division wasn't necessarily a bad thing that the gospel spread. So let's may we trust you more and more with our friendships, with our relationships, with our families, and um, spend time with you so that when we relate to others, we can be walking forth full of your spirit led by your spirit so we don't hurt unintentionally, cause pain unintentionally, but walk in the fullness that you desire for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, y'all, for coming alongside me, for supporting the show. I shared via email uh, that my new book is available on Amazon uh, for pre-order. It comes out October 12th. And I also shared on Instagram the graphic, the book cover, and a little bit of the background story of this journey to actually releasing a book. And just the love and support and kindness that I received back was a bit surprising. And I'm so grateful. I'm honored. Um, I'm honored to have y'all on this team with me. So thank you for that. And if you want to go check out uh, the book cover and order a copy, you just go to Amazon and search Don't Mom Alone and you'll find the book. Um, so Thank y'all and meet me back here. I have the privilege of introducing you to a fantastic couple, Jeffrey and Amy Ulrich. They have written a book, The Six Needs of Children, and it is becoming one of my favorites. Um, I'm working through it. I'm reading it right now. I've listened to their podcast, Growing Connected, and y'all, it's good. Can't wait to share them with you. Meet me back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us. Moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, 
God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.